Welcome back to Good Moms Bad Choices. I'm Erica. And I'm Mila. And happy Pride Month, y'all. Happy Pride Month, you know, from a bi fun bitch and a former lesbian pansexual. <laughs> we'd like to wish everyone a happy, do whatever the fuck you want month. Whether you're queer or fairy, it is your month to celebrate whatever the fuck makes you feel good. How are you feeling, Erica? I feel good. I'm good. I woke up, said some affirmations to myself. Yeah, I woke up on the right side of the bed today. Amen, because nobody had time for the other side of the bed. <laughs> I'm really excited. We have a special guest here today. Hi, Ra. Hi, thanks for having me. Author, mama, advocate. I'll throw in there. Nigga bitch of the year. Nigga bitch of the year. Yeah. <laughs> She's also friends with one of our tribe members. Miss Wright's way, Ashley. Beep, 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 and if you guys listen to that episode, you know Ashley said nigga bitch like a lot, and I was stressed. <laughs> we were stressed for getting canceled. I was stressed. Sure, like literally, my community. booty cheek kept clenching every time she said it. I was like, mm. like is this okay? Are you sure? And then Ra came in today, and she said it, and I was like, oh yeah, Ashley says that. She's like, no, I coined that term, and I was like, oh. I'm humbled, grateful to be here, and yeah, I think uh, the language should be you know fucked up like nigga bitch we're here masculine identified women if you don't know but you know what nigga bitch is like but now i've evolved into pansexual which means i like people so that's it if you a person i might like you <laughs> i might be attracted to you beware <laughs> so on the topic of just you know it being pride month what are your pronouns like what should we properly be referring to you as Ron? thank you mm-hmm. uh she they them she so, they them i do make it easy and this is a very sensitive conversation piece for a lot of people that don't identify completely with the binary. But she, I'm a mom. Um, I love being a mom. I love being a woman, to be honest with you. I'm just fluid, very fluid uh, in my lifestyle. So that's where the they and the them comes. But also, I'm not sensitive about any of it. So if you were to misgender me, I wouldn't give a fuck. Mm. You keep calling me. Matter of fact, you want to call me, keep paying me. Paying me, calling me. Call me what the fuck you want to call me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, so... You know, but not everybody is that way. It oh. took a long time to get to this point, you know. Thank you, because Erica and I are not professionals and we might fuck up. So bear with us. If you're listening, if you are here, <laughs> if we fuck it up, Erica's like in the bathroom. She's like, she came in and I said, hey, girl, hey. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I was like, bitch, I told you. <laughs> <laughs> no bitches, no she, no she. Like, well, let's just say hey, them. <laughs> hey, them. I was like, I don't know. Just uh, guide me. Let me know. I'm trying to learn, but it takes time because I've learned something else my whole life. And, you know, I want to be intentional and I want to be, you know, respectful and not just use that as an excuse. Like, well, this is what I've been known. So fuck you. You know what I mean? Like some people might do. But it is. A, I feel like it is. I understand that there's such sensitivity in the pronouns and. Even my friend, my friend Romo, she works in nonprofit and she has a good amount of trans employees and they get very upset. And she's really good about it now, obviously, because she's been in the space for a long time. But she's like, it can get really, really heated when kind of like navigating in that space and unlearning, you know, the way we've been taught to refer to people. So sure. Absolutely. And I would never want to invalidate anybody's experience mm-hmm. because some people sh- truly struggle with this on a day to day. I'm just not one of them nigga bitches, you know. So <laughs> with that being said, you know, I think that we all just need to be understanding. You can tell when somebody's trying to be understanding and open minded. And, and Ashley posted a, a video of me recently and that opened up a huge platform plethora of different conversations that people were having and the spectrum of you know when people are trying to be ain't shit versus people like really like i want to know like i don't want to be disrespectful i want to know and know what's going on and wait what was the video i need to know what it was i did a ad for her skincare uh, a firm yeah and i didn't have a shirt on Mm. and it freaked some niggas out people thought Mm. there was a filter people didn't know and for people that don't know i have double bilateral mastectomy two years ago and not for cancer, but by choice. It was cosmetic. My insurance paid for it. I cut my titties off. I love it. My shirts fit the way I love to fit. And to me, it's, it's a regular conversation piece, just as if a woman wanted to go get breast implants. Mm. Nobody's talking shit about a bitch putting silicone in her titties, you know, in her chest. But I cut them off and I'm like, oh, my God, you're crazy and mental health and psychotic and all this other shit. And I'm like, OK, I love you, too. 
Mm-hmm. Do you, what do you really want to say? Because I'm right. here and we can talk about it. Right. Meanwhile, like you said, people are filling up their whole face, their bodies, their booties, all types right. of shit. Nobody's blinking an but eye they're about fine. that They're shit. fine. They're they, just... don't, they don't have nothing right. wrong with no, that. There's no mental health issues there. <laughs> I could never imagine going out and going out my way to like say something negative to somebody that's changing their body. Like It's just so weird to me. That's why when people say that, I just like, I get still and get grounded. I'm like, you're suffering. <laughs> Because I'm happy as fuck. Like, right. this flat chest is getting licked on and sucked on and all types of wild. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> all like, that matters, okay? You know? Right? <laughs> Gotta put that on a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> this flat chest is getting sucked on and licked on. <laughs> Can't wait to get that shirt. <laughs> um, okay, well, before we start going into all the learning and unlearning that we have to do and all of the things that you're going to share with us, let us do our daily tarot cards. Let's do it. And we've already pulled one, and I think it's... Six of Cups. Hmm. Six of Cups. Six of Cups. The Six of Cups, the gifts they bring are balance and harmony through the return to inner sources. Sentimentality, kindness, memories, and innocence. Think of the simple, innocent pleasures in your life and feel blessed. The only difference between work and play is attitude. I know that's right. Live in the moment. Remember the beautiful moments and lessons learned in the past. Dream of the future. This, you know, I got to go back to Biddy Tarot because I feel like Biddy Tarot is not paying us, but they should be at this point because... Or we should be paying them because <laughs> we, use, we use their... But I was like, I like Biddy Tarot's um, description of this too because I think it does, you know, it comes... It's very close to what I think we're going to be discussing today, which is, you know, parenthood, childhood, all the things. And according to Biddy, it says that the Six of Cups upright is revisiting the past childhood memories, innocence, and joy, and that the Six of Cups is a card that takes you back, like you said, to the happy memories from your past, whether as a child, teenager, or young adult. You may simply be revisiting these memories in your mind, or you may travel back to your childhood home or reconnect with your childhood friends. You could go to a high school reunion or reconnect with an old buddy, a teenage sweetheart, or a past lover may turn up again. These connections bring you a sense of joy and happiness as you reminisce over all the fun times you had together. Take this occasion to explore whether you still have a lot in common or if you wish to continue the relationship now. It sounds like a very positive card. Obviously, not everyone's childhood was positive, but I mean, hopefully there are positive experiences entangled within those moments. And even if they weren't positive, I think it's we're really in a, a time of, you know, my favorite, my favorite term right now, inner child healing. <laughs> Shout out to Debbie. Uh, you you got to do the inner child healing. And I think this is the season. A lot of people are finding things come up in their adulthood that are really rooted in childhood. And sometimes you have to. And I really I had a conversation. I don't know what episode about this or maybe it was just private to Erica where I was feeling rejected. And I literally went into my I laid down and I went into my mind and I I visited my childhood home and I visited myself as a child and I saw myself there and I have never done that before. I don't even know where that came from, but I did it. And I just feel like that card speaks to that. And if anyone who's listening is finding challenges in their adulthood right now, you may need to revisit your childhood self and feel, you know, feel the feels that maybe you've forgotten or you've pushed down and intention like your body's forgotten subconsciously and maybe revisit and heal those things maybe talk to your parents call your mom tell her that shit she did that you didn't like Mm -hmm. amen (laughs) and today's affirmation of the day comes from our guest raw what is our affirmation dear our affirmation what did we say we said we are grounded and rooted in a solid foundation Mm -hmm. that sounds grounded and rooted rooted in a solid foundation. foundation Uh, Before we started, we talked about, again, visualizing when you wake up out of bed and put your feet on the ground that you are a tree and you are growing roots to the ground. And so that throughout the day, you can continuously have that visualization and remember no matter what's going on, because we all know shit's going to happen. You are rooted in whatever's happening and staying present. Thank you. I love that. Yes. So, Ra, you are a mama. That I am. You're a boy mom. We don't really. Oh, we did have a boy mom recently, but we have girls. So we're never like we don't get that many boy moms on the show. I don't meet very many boy moms. So if anybody's looking for a 12 year old, sweet, shy, brilliant play date, like I'm definitely in the valley looking for that (laughs) (laughs) because it's really hard to come by 
12 year old 13 year old boy moms. right and good like good I'm, i assume like other good boys you know like you don't want your kid hanging out with fucking anybody so well, no. mine's fucked up so i'm just joking <laughs> <laughs> but no for real though right i mean 12 and 13 is a hard age that pubescent shit like we, me and erica just revisited some of our uh journals and the whorishness that we participated in in our early teenage years so i'm really scared to have a teenage child but i feel like it may be a little bit easier for a boy mom I've been blessed in that department. My kid is the most sweetest, genuine, even like he, he would never fix his mouth to say anything crazy to me. Like he's very opposite of who I was growing up. And I thought I just knew my karma was going to be crazy. But yeah, he is like, so sweet. <laughs> like Aww. He's a sweet boy. Oh, that's wonderful. What was it like growing up for you? I mean, I really want to talk about your book that you gifted us, which is amazing. Charlie's Best Work Yet. And I think you said it was kind of loosely based on, you know, your childhood can you talk about your childhood? And I'm just curious to know, like, were, did you always identify as like, I mean, obviously, I don't know if they even like we had the, the language, language then, then sure. right? Or right. even your parents had the language then to like yeah. really understand, understand you. But like, can you walk us through like, you what's know, your, journey your journey been and your identity? Sure. Gender well, identity. Right off rip. I was adopted into a pastor household mm. so church of god in christ pentecostal parents both pastors they were not getting jiggy with that gay shit at all <laughs> and i've been gay since like ever like five or six i knew i was gay mm. and just innately just the attraction to women which i can't explain other than just innately just like i didn't have the attraction to, to boys in that way so growing up i was very tomboyish and that's the only language that we knew to call it was a tomboy you know mm-hmm. played basketball played sports didn't play with dolls so I think everybody kind of knew, but nobody was like, you know, I remember a turning point was in sixth grade. I was trying to wear boy clothes and my dad was not having it. And my mom was like, "Let you know, it's fine. This is not me, her being gay. This is her expressing herself. And she was really vouching for me, you know, mm-hmm. but no, that wasn't. I was gay as fuck. So <laughs> wrong, mom. yeah, you were wrong, ma. You knew that Jesus didn't tell y'all niggas. <laughs> like, you know, Jesus told y'all. Yeah, you, come on. So um, I officially came, I got outed and like at 15, 16 years old by this girl from out here, ironically, she was from L.A. Mm. and came to you know my school and was and I had already had a girlfriend since I was like twelve, like on the low ski. Mm. I, a, I was doing everything twelve, thirteen years old, like dry humping and shit. Like, girl, everything, okay. like everything twelve, thirteen. So my first experience was with the girl, mm. but my attraction to men is and even present, like I can, I'm physically attracted to men. I can appreciate a nice looking man. I actually appreciate masculine men, to be Mm. honest with you. I can appreciate a nice black masculine man. I just don't want to have sex with you. That's what it comes down to. I don't know what my role, because every man that I've ever been intimate with was never like, I never got anything from it. It was very like, this again? Like, I thought this was going to be different this time. So that's my question, too, is like, you know, you have a son. Did you carry? I did. Okay, so... Was it planned then or was it nah, you girl. had sex with a guy and you got pregnant? Yeah, my, my baby daddy, which is so wild to hear me say that. But yeah. I, like, <laughs> hey. <laughs> I just was doing a poll on Instagram today and asking people like what their thoughts are on like baby daddy, like the word baby daddy <gasps> and baby mama. Because we've been going back and forth with like merch and stuff and like wondering like because we're so like, yeah, baby mama, baby daddy, whatever the fuck. Like I'm a baby mama. I don't really think too deeply into it, but I know that there is a, like a lot of content. There's a negative stigma around the words, especially as black women. Sure. With the lack of marriage, probably. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. Wedlock. <laughs> no. So, um, yeah, my baby daddy. I mean, we were friends. And the funny thing is, like, people were like, because I was always gay in college. And we he was a football player. We both went to college together. He lived across the street from me. Like, it was very convenient to get pregnant, I suppose. <laughs> and I got pregnant. So, there's that. And, you know, he was my homeboy. Like, it was never, like, a romantic partner. Please believe if I was going to get pregnant by a nigga, I would have got somebody rich or, like... <laughs> I know that. Do you know what I'm saying? You know, yeah, I do, actually. I'm very well aware of what you're saying. <laughs> totally get it. But, you know, I've, I can count on one hand how many guys I've been with, you know? So what was making you have sex with them? It was just like, it's my homie, let's try it? First of all, we had sex once. Oh, so I guess the one got, time the you one had sex time with them was the one time you got you. Yeah, I liked him. I liked him and he, and he was just so different than any other guys. He didn't press up on me. Like, he was just real, like, he took me out on a date and courted me, like, really on some, like, fairy tale type shit i was like this nigga's not even like trying to like have sex with me for real like okay you can stay around you're safe i have a girlfriend anyways like you're safe Mm -hmm. and then 
No. <laughs> not safe. Not safe. <laughs> Pull out game week. As fuck. <laughs> but I didn't even know I was pregnant until I was like four months. Oh, oh shit. shit. Yeah, because my period was already like, you know, I'm all your nigga bitching. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm not. I don't have to worry about this shit. <laughs> Play basketball. We might come next month, you know? Like, and I'm like, titties hurt. <laughs> and yeah, I remember my, my mom actually. I think I was, I was still on their insurance, so I wanted to go to the doctor. My mom took me or whatever, and that shit was wild. They told me right then and there, like, she's like, "Oh, do you want to hear the baby's heartbeat?" I was like, oh. "Bitch, what? Hold on, that's a <laughs> whole lie." You're like, "What? Hold on, wait, that's rewind. a whole lie." I can only because this is like Grand Rapids, Michigan, the same gynecologist, the same. How old ev- were you? I was like nineteen. And you are a baby. Nineteen, twenty. Oh my with my mom going to the, getting a pap smear, just thinking I'm getting a pap smear. And at this point, your mom, I mean, you were out at, at 15. So your mom was already... At this point, my mom's like, you know, thinking like, okay. like okay, I knew it. <laughs> Hallelujah, Jesus. I knew she would come around, Jesus. I knew it. <laughs> Tomboy, what? <laughs> I told you. The face. <laughs> well, the dress is out. Right, 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 right. So I went, I took her out to like some mediocre restaurant, like Applebee's or some shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> or Chili's. And I was like, I got something to tell you. And she was like, you're pregnant. And I was like, how did you know? She was like, your titties ain't never been big like that. They're sitting on the table. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I guess it really is true. Your mama really do know when yeah, you're pregnant. Mamas be, knowing. They do. mamas be knowing for real. So what, I mean, obviously you always have, there's always options. What does, but what was your reasoning for keeping it? Well, I asked my mom, I said, what, the, what am I supposed to do? Mm-hmm. And I'm adopted. I've been known I was adopted. I have a very, pretty good relationship with my mom as far as that aspect goes. Mm-hmm. So I knew that adoption wasn't going to be an option. That would be too, I could never carry, you're mine. I carried you for that long. You're, right. I'm getting taxes or something. <laughs> you know what <laughs> like, But also my mom said, this is what her word, defining words were. She was like, whatever you decide to do, I support. But make sure that if you do bring that baby into this world, that you know that baby's first. It's no longer you anymore. It's that child first. And if you can't do that, then you let that baby go to heaven. I was oh, like, oh wow wow that, yeah. i mean that was very progressive i was from a say, christian that's very mom progressive for, yeah i mean i don't know how good the heaven part was that, that, she, that, she believed that all babies are innocent and their soul is going to go to heaven so if you're not don't put that baby through hell when that baby can right. it was a bit late though anyway was it too yeah, late probably I, was like, was, I think i was like the first of my trimester i, I think she, like, she might have had like one three days to i mean get that out. <laughs> she had about three days right yeah. So what was your process in trying to figure out? You knew you weren't going to do adoption. Like, what was your process? Like, you said you had a girlfriend at the time. Girl, I don't know what was. I was like, this, you know, emoji with, like, the hands. <laughs> like, I didn't know. Like, I got pregnant. I'm like, what the? F-? And the, the worst part was, like, I was thinking about being, like, shunned from my own community. That was probably the biggest pressure. I was like, oh, my God. Like, like the I, lesbian community? Yeah. yeah. Like, what Was that also because you sleeping with a man was definitely not something you were sharing? Blasphemous. And, well, it's and, called, you know, they call them dick dykes. Yeah, absolutely. If, if, if you, you know, yeah. as a former lesbian, break it <laughs> down, break it down. As a former lesbian, I will say the lesbian community is not always that inclusive. Dick dykes, dykes. Okay, let me stop saying dykes. Jesus Christ, the nigga bitches. <laughs> it's, it's getting, it's getting better. Hold it's on. Much better. The nigga bitches use the right term. <laughs> the nigga bitches don't want to admit when they like dick, and they're probably a lot of them are getting it on the low. Actually, have a girlfriend. You know who the fuck you are, you little lying, stealing little nigga bitch bitch, <laughs> who was calling me a dick dyke because I was bisexual, but also come to find out <clears throat> was getting dick on the side. So no, you were a hardcore lesbian. What are you talking about? I was, but I was a hardcore bisexual at the time. Bisexual was the term, and I was proud. I was like, I am a bisexual because just like raw, I knew when I was like five or six that I liked nigga bitches I had a tomboy friend and I was like I can't wait to get over there to fuck with Asia so when I knew I was bisexual but I went to like I was in Atlanta where the gayness was whoo lord Jesus I it took me from a little bit lesbian to full-blown lesbian but I remember going to this there used to be an like a LBGT a, a lesbian meeting at Spelman called I don't know why they call it Afrikiti or some shit but I remember being like I'm a bisexual in the room like <clears throat> And to them, it's like you want your cake and eat it too. Like the lesbian community don't really respect bisexuals and they don't respect dykes getting dick on the low. Oh my God, this reminds me of that Dave Chappelle skit in the car. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. So accurate. Oh my no, God. you're completely accurate. It's been a lot, been very much progressive, but 
I can contest that bisexuals had no place in the lesbian community. It was like you had to pick one. You had to. And if you were a nigga bitch, you had to be like the most niggerish of nigga bitches. Like you had to have your Pelly Pels size 42 and you only wore a 28. My nigga, like you had to wear motherfucking Tim's all year round. Have a fucking like it was a lot of pressure to be like to fit this binary that you supposedly are trying to, you know, get away from and coming into coming into no, I'm, oh. I'm me. I'm, no, I'm, I'm like, I'm itchy. <laughs> Coming into rejecting these labels and finding myself, because I've always been very fluid. Even when I was a nigga bitch in Detroit, I was still very, like, soft. I was very, a like, stem. I was a stem. A softer nigga bitch is called a stem. And the better term for nigga bitch is stud. I feel like on this episode, I just need, like, terms. Uh, like, on the screen. You're not going to have to do that. Yeah. And then me being, yeah. like, the definitions. You got that, David? <laughs> stem a nigga bitch that's soft <laughs> but the stems would get all the bitches because a stem was safe a stem you might have a little uh, a she got long rap. hair she got a little, <laughs> have a little rap bring that stem home to your mama she might not think anything she might not know you fucking that stem she <laughs> might not know they're safe i used to get a lot of bitches in detroit i bet you did i'm looking i said i could tell i used to get cute. i used to I get like, some you know, i love a stem <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> coming into the language i think becoming more acclimated educated with the language no realizing like i'm not really like an ag or a stud either because like Wait, what's an ag ag is an aggressive it? which is that's a new york term it's an aggressive female so you can maybe show up looking more feminine but you your role is more dominant you're an ag mm-hmm. that's a new york term okay like uh house like the balls and, and that's and that's when i start learning these these terms i was in a couple of houses actually like around 18 19 years old oh, which really? is, yeah i was in the house of da vinci and i was also in tell them um, what houses are so like pose so oh, oh well if you you guys don't know houses basically are a community of people that come together for gender fluid and gender nonconforming trans um, gay individuals and it, and it originated for people that didn't have any place to go whether they're ostracized by their families and they were out in the streets so you have like a house mother which often would be a um a trans woman or like a house father would often be a, a trans male whether they pre-opt or have actually had their surgery or not and they would take in their children and it'd be a place for refuge a community peace food shelter off the street and then on fridays they turn up and start you know they have balls balls. and And then they compete against each other's houses in weird categories like best athletic boy face best like it's like all these weird categories and then like walk sex siren the sex siren and then you like um, wear these beautiful costumes and you dress I've been to a few of those I'm dreaming of it a lot of drugs there it goes on all night never ends but it's really they have some here I heard there's really really? yeah we'll have to talk about it let's go yeah yeah we should I know and I know a couple of people that are that walk so Mm -hmm. I have not gone to any but everything's opening back up did you walk too I did walk Um, I just posted I said if anybody has any pictures for me circa 2000 2001 walking business stud with this big ass fucking Not business steve harvey um suit on with the shoulder pads i didn't have no titties for real so i was already had two sports bras and i now was good but just looking ridiculous it is an interesting culture i'll say it is when i first became a lesbian and i started going to the gay clubs i was like can i sign up for this for the rest of my life these bitches love to slow dance and and, and karaoke to slow jam songs. I'm like, every time I went to a motherfucking lesbian party, there was a performance. They weren't really performing, though. They were lip syncing, and they was body rolling. <laughs> and I just wasn't sure if I could sign up for a lifetime of these type of parties. In your windows in Detroit, Palladium, Detroit, I used to perform and lip sync my life away to every Nelly song. I had a bandaid on my motherfucker. Could you see the Nelly a little bit? I had a bandaid on my motherfucker. I do see it, the eyes. I'm trying to tell you. Yeah. And me and my nigga, my other nigga bitch, Tay Freaky, they did Usher. And we had collab. We'd be out there like, oh, shit, versus. Yes. <laughs> the OG yes. versus. And, you, and the bitches would go crazy for those performers. Oh, yeah, my red paid a few times. Damn. In Atlanta, Playing. Club Miami. Yeah, I just want to shout out to Club Miami if you are in the gay community at any point in the last 15 years, you were there. Club Miami. Wait, okay, so go back because you, so you found out you were pregnant. <laughs> was this before? I, I gotta go back. You're at the Chili's. Your mama told you it was you pregnant. You told your mom at Applebee. I she said, either you're gonna be a mama or she's gonna go to heaven or he gonna go to heaven. So then, what was the process of you then telling your friend or your baby daddy? Uh, and your girlfriend. Why not my girlfriend yet? No, not this girl. Oh, well, the girlfriend at the time. Right, but okay. at the time, I didn't have her until after I kicked under the curb. So, 
he was going through all types of shit. Mind you, he already had like two kids. Okay. And he was like going through like an eviction. I hate to put his shit out there, but it's true. Mm-hmm. And so I try to like, you know, help out. I'm like, look, like, I know that we could co-parent. I do not want to be with you. But I, I also don't want to like see you like out on the streets. That's the, that's the Pisces in me. I'm an empath. Oh, yeah. A bunch of water signs up here. Hey, Scorpio. Are you Pisces? And that's my, um, my moon. Your moon, okay. Yeah. So I was like, all right, nigga, like, you, I have a two-bedroom. You know, you can stay with me and we can try to figure this shit out because at least I know where you're at. And when I, I'm also in college. You can help me out with the kid. <sighs> this niggas ain't shit. Like, this niggas, he done <sighs> creeped into my bed uh, at night. I'm pregnant. Night. He done creeped into my bed and violated, like, like me like, and gets in bed with me. And, like, I just felt, like, all my skin just crawl. And I'm just, and mind you, I'm pregnant. And Especially like, that, too. I mean, because for me, when I was pregnant, I was the last thing I wanted. Nothing. Okay? I don't get the fuck away from me. <laughs> like, uh-uh. My body is confused. Uh-uh. I, you, I feel these little like feet running on the inside of my stomach like some alien versus predator shit like I feel annoying like and, and you're a nigga and I don't want you on me and you ain't got no money and we're, I'm gonna have this baby so it's like <laughs> it's the really fuck nice. are you doing bro and, I, and that's when I was like no and then when I put that boundary down he got weird he got super weird and super like you know fell back and I wasn't about to like beg or push anybody for anything I said mm, I'm moving to LA in like 10 months so figure it out if not I'm out and that's what I did and we've been out here ever since. Do you guys have a good relationship now? Uh, I don't know what that means. Okay, well. So, I know where he's at. <laughs> so he, but he's not a part of his son's life? No. Okay. Absolutely not. So he's not shit? Mm, well, you know. No, you can't. You, I don't, For now. You, yeah, okay, so only God can judge present, him. <laughs> I, no, I can judge him. At this present moment, if you ain't a part of your kid's life, if you listen and you ain't a part of your kid's life, you know where the fuck they at and you ain't a part of them, you're not shit. Everyone's on a journey. <laughs> you know, I know, and and this is what I say to my son because this is a real conversation piece. Because I'm not like bitter with him. We never had anything. It was not romantic, so there's no like whatever. Like if he really wanted to, like you know, come and pay me that twenty five grand of arrearages that he owes me, and like you know, like jump back in and try to do something for sure, my nigga. Like let's have a conversation. Like I know where you're at. You know where I'm at. It is what it is. But what I don't do is ever talk bad about him in front of my son. Oh of no, course. no, never. Like or even like, and even he might want to. Because he's a conscious 12-year-old that knows that dad is not there and has other children. And he's looking at this situation like, why why didn't he get it mm-hmm. together? Mm-hmm. What's up with that? And having to have those conversations with him and be honest, I'm like, you know what? Like, I want you to forgive him. Mm-hmm. That please, I, I need you to forgive him. Mm-hmm. And I'm starting that now so that by the time he does get older and really proud. Like how my mom told me I was adopted early on where I didn't understand it and then by the time I was in third grade I was like oh I'm adopted that's normal versus mm-hmm. being I'm adopted at 17 years old right, like right. I'm fucked up you know so it's like maybe one day you guys will have a relationship and I would love that because I raised you to be a brilliant young man and if he wants to jump on the bandwagon and you can have a relationship with him I know I did my job regardless but you know I, I feel like a, a lot of times because it is that it would be easy for me to be like that nigga ain't shit fuck that nigga <laughs> little dick ass nigga. you know what I'm saying it's like you know what Chaz if you're watching this pay me my money nigga and you know what I'm saying like God bless you bro God bless you Chaz she's a good woman she ain't even <laughs> talking shit about you Chaz what was your birthing experience like did you have a natural birth c-section so I had a c-section Mm-hmm. And it was actually not expected because I wanted to have natural birth. I, I, I really thought I was going to do like the you no know, epidural. I was like, I'm a nigga, bitch. We having this. We popping this baby. I'm natural. We got this. I'm behind. You know what I'm saying? I was, <laughs> we all squatting. Right. Squat and push. Right. I'm little. What's the baby going to be little too? You know what I'm saying? Like little Owie. I was doing cartwheels on on the beach like eight months pregnant. You know what I'm saying? Like I gained 11 pounds. So my oh my God. What? How? The fuck? 131. I'm pissed. Yeah, 131 was my. Uh, wow. I went in for my um thirty. How many pounds did you? Probably fourteen. No, I, I gained thirty thirty pounds, thirty to thirty five pounds. But literally after the six weeks was up, I was back to ninety eight. I was like ninety six. <laughs> I had lost two pounds extra. It was literally just my belly must have literally weighed thirty pounds. <laughs> but how much was the, how much did the baby weigh? She was she came earlier. She was like five pounds, twelve ounces, That's eleven crazy ounces. Crazy how that works. Like, well, my daughter was six pounds eleven ounces, and I gained seventy pounds. So I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> 70 pounds. Oh, yeah, girl. I was eating for four. <laughs> As you should. Shit. Um, I would do it differently. I was in pain towards the end. I was just being just gluttonous. It was just a lot. Because at the end, it's just like, fuck my life. Are you coming or not? Mm-hmm. Like, the end is not. Oh, yeah, the end is not good. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, I he was taken early actually. I was just full term, thirty six weeks. Went in. They're like, oh, let's do an aminosynthesis. You're losing weight. And I said, okay. And they're like, oh, just joking. We're gonna take him tonight. I said, what, bitch? So we went back and had like a little pizza party and Monopoly thing at my house. <laughs> that's what you do when you're about to have a baby. What? You had a pizza party? Yeah. We had a, me, like my niggas and nigga bitches came over. So they supported you. They rounded around. Oh, you. for sure. Every after they like, babies make everybody happy. Right. That's true. Nobody can get. Nobody can really hate on a baby, even if you're pissed off or whatever. Like it's a baby. Like. And I think I was like the pioneer of like the nigga bitches having babies. Mm-hmm. But even then, I was very unapologetic about it. Like, yeah, I got pregnant. Obviously, nigga. Like, like I fucked. I'd be fucking. Right. A dick was in me. I but, fucked one time, actually. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, if you look at it, it's such a gift, you know? Like, sometimes you look at the obstacles we go through, kids and all this shit, and like how you were not expecting it. And you can look back and be like, damn, that was so intentional. I was so on purpose. Everything happens for a reason. Even you and I, you know, when I think about my journey as, as a parent and like now I'm a single parent and now I'm wearing my baby mama flag high, but it all like what if one of us didn't have a kid? There'd be no good moms. No. True. So, so there's so much like so divine. I don't know. I'd be in Japan somewhere fucking it up. <laughs> Why Japan? I don't know. It sounds like something adventurous as fuck though. No, I agree with you on that. A thousand percent. Like I told my mom when I was six years old, I said, I'm going to adopt a boy and move to California. And you manifested I, it. I did. Wow. I had no idea how I was going to get pregnant. And my son is my spitting image. Mm. We are twins. Like I saw his picture. He's so beautiful. Thank you. He's so beautiful. He's a good kid. Uh, so I, th- I agree with you. Like it's bigger than us. I'm like, maybe that was my purpose. Right. For sure. <laughs> So, you know, we had Brittany on the podcast last week and our girl hooked us up with her product, Taste Vitamins and Bitch. I know because I gave some to my nigga and I took some and head game has changed forever. When I tell you my niggas come taste like cinnamon rolls. I know. Mine was like a, like a strawberry mango combo. I was fucking impressed. And I'm also giving head for the rest of the year forever. So basically, taste is an organic vitamin that works with your natural pH levels to improve the taste and smell of bodily secretions from him and her. And all you have to do is just take two capsules one hour before sex and your partner will be eager to eat that pussy. And everybody knows that semen tastes terrible so now you can also be eager to suck that dick and even swallow as an extra bonus i just love that this is a mama owned brand a black owned brand and right now you get 15 percent off when you use bad choices at checkout just go to tastevitainc.com and use bad choices at checkout and make sure you follow them on instagram at tastevita happy licking happy swallowing guys you know you've heard me talk about dipsy you know how fucking much i love this erotic story app i know you're a dipsy addict it is getting better and better every fucking time literally fuck porn i don't need porn ever again i'm team dipsy all the way i know i used it recently to as foreplay for me and my friend and it, it it like heightened my sexual fantasies. I didn't even know I had certain fantasies until I was listening to fucking Malcolm doming in the basement. And now I'm hooked. I told you, you guys, Dipsy is an audio app full of short and sexy stories designed to turn you on. And when I say they turn you on, matter of fact, let me just play a clip. I'm just play a clip just so you know, I'm not fucking around here. You feel every inch of me. Feel my quads hit your ass when I'm all the way inside. You like it when I go deep. You like it because I say so. <sighs> yes, I do feel the quad hit that ass when you're all the way inside, Freddie. I'm gonna take that dick. Girl. Sorry why I got hot and bothered. Jesus. This is just (sighs) such a great tool to use alone for masturbation, to use with your partner. There's just so many ways to use the Dipsy app. And that's why I'm so happy that Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash Good moms. That's dipsystories.com slash good moms. D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com.
So you had the baby. You had a cesarean. Yeah. So I had, and my mom was able to record the whole thing. That was, that was wild. So she came out for your birth? My mom? Uh-huh. Yeah, she was in the hospital the whole time. Okay. Yeah. I had all the support, to be honest with you. It was just my baby daddy that was just, and even now, he'd still be like, hmm. He'll like, DM you, like, Checking hi. in, checking yes. your temperature. Yes, he just texts. I'm like, what do you want, Chaz? He's like, <sighs> you know, maybe you could have sent me some pictures. I'm like, Chaz. Has he ever spoken to him? No. Wow. No. So interesting that he still checks in occasionally, but won't pick up the phone. Like, we'll type to you, but not be like, give me his number. Like, let me call. Well, he's not going to. He doesn't have access to call him like No, that. I mean, at he least would... say, can I want to call him through you? And I wouldn't. I wouldn't allow that because... There's not enough stability there. Yeah, no. And that's you're not about to get my son hopes confused. up. Yeah, and you're then not about pull to come out. in and then be. Yeah, no. That's not, not fair. And I have to like be protective over that. And it's not even about the money because I think his child support order is like embarrassing, embarrassingly like ninety eight dollars a month is what they give me. Oh mm. my god, it's all they order him to pay. So it's not even like what. So it's not even about that. It's like the principle. Like I could never imagine not wanting to be in my something I created. I don't life. I don't know how that works. Have, knowing that there's like a, a piece of extension of you yeah. out in the world floating around and you have no clue concept if he's safe, what's going on, like anything. Missing out on so many beautiful, amazing moments. I um and not to divulge in this, but I recently um found my biological family. Oh wow. My mom is deported in Mexico and my dad just recently died in like Wisconsin. They were like pimps and like had this escort like service all Whoa, across. Whoa. Yo, is that really cool? It's wild. And my uncle, who's my dad's brother, is a retired like, you know, OG who lives in LA. And so to that point is like Do you ever have you did you meet him? Have you met him? I've met every uh, yeah, everybody I've met everybody except my both my parents. I've oh. met all their other children. Okay. Like, beautiful, you know, humans and um Your mom was a pimp too? No, my mom, my father was a pimp. Okay. And um, my mom was like his main whatever. This is amazing. Like this nigga bitch has produced from a church family and yeah. a, a family of pimps. Because I feel like this nigga bitch really comes from my biological family. Like I, like, I, if I You're like, oh, it all makes sense. It, well, I would have been a street rat. I would have been <laughs> in the fucking streets. I already know. My brother, like my biological brother, mm. who was raised with both of them, mm. you know, completely night and day, mm. you know, and God bless him. But it's like he was acclimated in, in that culture, right? Wow. He saw things that, you know, that I didn't see. So seeing how kind of like what happened, how I kind of got saved. Some protection. Yeah, you're protected. <laughs> Environment yeah. really does matter. Facts. Absolutely. Yeah. Facts. So how, as, you know, a mother, how have you kind of, I guess, shown your son and incorporated him in understanding, you know, your life and your life and like who you are? Because obviously the world is going to show up and have opinions and tell him what's supposed to be. But obviously, speaking of just being, you know, upfront about everything early like your mother was and how you are like how do you talk about like I mean I think this book too is such an amazing way for you know children to really understand you know binary and gender and all those things but how do you do that as a parent so just the same way that you would with heterosexual stuff it's just that I just teach love mm -hmm. you know and me and him are very transparent because I think also with a lot of like single mom and boy dynamics it's important to know what you're capable of and what you're not capable of so I get out of my own way and I do make sure that he has got like a, a black male influence. I make sure he's got a trainer. You know, he's got that that because my, my son's more sensitive and I know he's more sensitive because we are so open and loving and understanding. Mm -hmm. And so when it comes to like talks about like bullying, like he's going to cape for somebody before he bullies. He's going to differences. If somebody were to ever talk about me, he's going to cape for me. He's like, it doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't it doesn't matter who I asked him. What would you say if, if a little boy came to your school and wanted to wear a dress? What would you say to him? He's like, I'm not wearing the dress, so why does it matter? I wouldn't wear a dress, but if he wants to wear a dress, he can wear what he wants to wear. Mm -hmm. I'm like, and so just kind of picking his brain. And at one point, I did ask him, you know, like about his sexuality because I feel like we should be able to have those conversations, right? And I was like, you know, some girls like girls, like mom. Some boys like boys, you know. And what do you think about that? He's like, about what? <laughs> I was like, girls liking girls. He was like, it's fine. Like, what do you think about boys liking boys? Like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> I like so you straight then. Like, ah, <laughs> all right, okay, well, <laughs> but I about that. check. Well, I don't want him to have to go through all the fucked up shit I fucking right. have to go through. And if he does change, decide to be gay, whatever. Who fucking cares, right? But you know, just having those regular. We talked about masturbation early on. Mm. You're our type of mom. You're part of the tribe, girl. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's just we gotta like 
neutralize these conversations. They're normal conversation. My sex talk with my mom, I don't know if you guys had a sex talk. Mine was terrible. Yeah, no, it was no. like rather non-existent. Like, not and that's most people's, most people's ex- explanation of that. And I don't understand why that is. Like, why is that so unnatural to talk about sex? Like, how do you think we all got here? And what do you think was going to happen as soon as those motherfucking hormones hit? Well, my mom's mom told her that she was born from the cabbage patch. And she believed that till she was 22 years Not old. Not 22. 22. My mom was a bird. A cabbage patch. A cabbage patch. Oh, hell no. Oh, no. That's how naive. Oh, my god. What behind the ears they were in Missis- wow. Mississippi. Right. Yeah. You know, I think also a big misconception, too, is like, being a parent that's not gender conforming or if you are gay or fluid or whatever your sexuality is that raising a child and being transparent about your gender you know whatever your sexuality is that your kid is automatically also going to be gay and like that's so dumb and stupid you know because straight people create gay kids all the time like that's a fact you find gay kids their parents are cis as fuck and straight as fuck Mm. us faggots we're not creating gay kids we're creating sensitive good human beings that are more understanding to the construct or the lack of construct of gender so my son's got a vocabulary about certain shit that the average kid is not going to because mama cut her titties off and he was right there well yeah how was how did he feel about that was he were you like this is what i'm gonna do and he's like oh whatever when i say nigga bitch she'd be like Mom, <laughs> like you can't say that, Mom. You're not supposed to say that. He gets tickled. He's so tickled by my language. Um, he wasn't surprised. I don't know. Maybe, maybe because we were just so desensitized because everything is just so normal in my household, you know, except like talking back and like doing wild, like white kid shit. But like as far as like, I told him, hey, you know, I'm gonna have this surgery because I want to feel better in my body. I want my clothes to fit the way that I want them to fit. And I work at this mediocre job and have great insurance and I want to use it. So, like, what do you think about that? You should do what makes you happy, you know? Are you going to be okay? What kind of surgery is it? You know, is it this? Is it that? Kids don't give a fuck. I know. It's so beautiful. You know, when you give your kids, like, when you have these honest conversations with them and you really just leave space for them, they are able to decide so much more for themselves. Like him deciding that, like, yeah, no, I'm. He, I mean, he's still. There's still. He's. It's still up to, for debate. Like, wh- however he chooses to identify or whatever. But he's like, no, I'm, that's not appealing to me. You know. And for someone who is like, like you said, like these cis parents, they might be like, oh no, he's for sure going to be gay. Like, absolutely. There's no point. Like, she has, you know, these types of people around him. Right. He's exposing him to things. She went that, to like, Pride three times. She's oh, exposing no. him to things that he never would have been exposed to. And now he knows too much because it's that's like the always the thing is like kids knowing too much. It's like, so we want them to know They're too nothing? little. We want right. them to know too little. Wait, but what about the ones that like get like Nobel Peace Prize at like eight years old? Okay, this is a big thing I feel like in the black community that we hear a lot. I think there's such a taboo in talking about like shit like gender fluidity and like having you know your sexuality first of all those are things are confused and bunched in a lot like how you identify as a gender and what your sexuality is but what do you say because i had this conversation with one of my friends recently orlando what do you say about black people in the black community who think that okay First of all, do you think that these are topics that we should discuss in schools? Like, I think people, as we become more progressive as a country or as a world, and we're having language for these things, they, them, she, or the pronouns are being pushed in all these these other areas, like in school, and maybe the images we see in TV, on commercials, you may see two dads or two moms. What do you say about black people who think that there is a gay agenda being put on the black community? Because, you know, I hear that a lot. We all do. Yeah, I hear that all the time, too. Like, do you feel like it's something we should talk about in schools or they, they should, like, have in Disney movies or Disney shows? I just don't know where the agenda is coming from, exactly, because gay people have been gay since the beginning of gaydom. Like, seriously, we go into all cultures of where gay, like, and third genders predate anything from this generation let alone colonialism so it's like you know in africa in ancient africa there's third genders that are praised for being and for men that look like women and even they're even praised for being with other women and being because as long as it's fluid it makes sense and they're praising god and it's like doesn't really matter so all this like this language and construct of of agendas is really just for me projection of their own insecurities of the conversation piece because if it doesn't affect you shouldn't really matter for having a conversation about it 
doesn't affect you personally. I think like the, what from what I gather from this conversation, not our conversation, but from this conversation that, you know, people in our community say is that like it's already hard enough to be black right and then like now you want to now with there being so much access and so much information and I would even say that like I think that most people have the I think most people are bisexual in my opinion I think that <laughs> scientists no I think that they are I think that society has you know decided gender roles and decided what is appropriate Lesbian and all or gay, those things right. right yeah like you know and people you know disagree and be like I there is no I have no interest in women I have no interest in men and that very well may be true and I'm not saying that the heterosexual like people don't exist like through and through without being told like we locked you in a room and you had no access to the internet like you chose to be with them like your son you know for example like he has all the access to everything and you know we'll see but maybe when he by the time he's really into you know women or men or whoever like we'll know but I feel like a lot of it is has to do with the fact that like you know in the black community it's like yeah they're saying like they say that obviously not they say it's a fact that it is hard to be black but like then also everyone in this it's kind of popular to be bisexual now right like it's like a trend to be bisexual whereas I don't necessarily think it's a trend I think most people just have it in them and now they're kind of realizing that they have options um and then I also know that there's also people that just want to get on the bandwagon and be cool and think like oh no I I do like women and you know, but because of that, they're saying like that the youth having all these options are so easily impressionable. Are so easily impressionable, and it's ruining black people. It's ruining you know us to already feel empowered enough to be black, but now you know you're throwing in all these other things that are making it even harder, or maybe diluting like. I guess like that's what I hear for like men would say is like, oh, like the, the black man diluting the black man. Um, oh, yeah, that's what I've heard. I even recently on um, on that post that I posted on because um, Ashley called me. She FaceTimed me right after she posted that video, and she's like, "Okay, here come the hotep niggas. <laughs> how, do we, how are we gonna deal with these hotep niggas?" And I'm like, "What do you mean?" And like the this very mean things that they're saying, which is like, like I said, you look at it and and bring it back to them because it's not a personal attack. Secondly. I mean, who's they, you know, projecting the gay? Because if anything, people right now feel so proud to be transparent because they feel safe to be transparent about being gay. Nobody wants to just, and I'm speaking lightly, but nobody just fucking wants to be gay to make shit easy, harder on themselves. No boy, no black boy in America is like, oh my God, I just want to be a gay black male and be called a faggot and be harassed all my fucking life. Nobody wants that. If anything, it's more like, hey, like... I feel like women, though. For girls, it's different. It is, unfortunately. absolutely... Yeah, you know. It's acceptable. Yeah, it's acceptable. But then even... Okay, okay, so at what point do I put the line down and say, hey, I don't think it's cool that you're fetishizing me as a woman because you think it's cool to kiss a girl. And I've had that happen where women like, oh my God, you're so hot. I would totally, I'm like, bitch, you're not. And don't touch me. I'll beat your ass. Like, <laughs> it's not, cause it's like, it's it's so acceptable now where it's so cool and trendy. And it's like, bitch, get off me. Like last year, you weren't fucking with me. Exactly. And I'm still not fucking with you. So it's like, let's, let's have boundaries and say like my, I don't want my sexuality to be to fetishized because mm. who I'm fucking has nothing to do with me being gay or not. It's still going to be private, whether I'm cis, straight, fluid, no titty or not. Like, you're not going to be fucking me. And I don't want to talk about my sexuality all the time because it's just a small part of me. I'm a lot of other things other than being gay. So it's like, if that's what you see, what in your mind is being projected right now? Why Mm -hmm. do you? And that's a conversation piece. But as far as in the history, in the schools, why not? It's happening. It's going to be empowering. If I had this book, growing up I would have so much more sense of self growing up and feeling validated with who I was as a kid and probably would have finished school a lot faster mm-hmm. you know would have went right after I'm a high school dropout I dropped out because I, I did not have the community at 16 years old I have a PSA right now the ad council about me dropping out of high school because of how fucked up it was in the black community the same people that you know are saying whatever 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 like no they were not com- supporting me growing up they were turning their backs on me when i was in the pe room locker room because they thought i was like looking at them the girls were i was like bitch get over yourself because all, all gays want you <laughs> and that's what it comes down to is you no know, 
we need these conversations, but more importantly, we need these conversations with love where it's like, hey, you don't understand what's going on. I get it, my nigga. This shit's confusing as fuck. I misgender some people sometimes. I be on, on platforms where I'm talking to other trans, you know, humans where I have to like tell myself, okay, cognitively, I know that I need to be right with this language. I would hate to like, you know, disrespect anybody. And even as a fluid person, if I'm having these conversations with myself, shit, how am I supposed to expect the 80 year old black woman in church to be like, call me they, right? right. Get the fuck over yourself. Like it's a new conversation. I'm happy we're having the conversation. I'm honored we're having it. But like to my they thems and my trans humans who's valid and experience is completely validated. Y'all let loosen up a little bit and let these motherfucking conversations happen so we can be more progressive with this shit. Versus like always being so uptight and being mad somebody misgendered you. Like they're going to as long as, you know, it's it's a learning. Well, I think when you put like, you know, when when you get immediately angry, for example, at an 80 year old woman or something, <laughs> you know, it immediately stops the conversation. Right. You don't even get the opportunity to educate someone, to change someone's minds and let them understand you. And then it just creates boundaries and so many walls that like we don't have to we don't have to have. You don't. Do you consider yourself a transhuman? I don't. Because when I called Ashley, then I called my other friend. Y'all, you know, our other tribe member, Jessica. And I was oh, like, yeah, I yeah. Jessica. Ashley put us in touch with her mom friend who's trans and she's transgender. She's a mom. And she was like, Raw is not transgender. I'm like, look at Ashley getting fucking me up. I'm going to be fucking the labels up as soon as I meet her because Ashley didn't lie to me. But I think. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean? Ashley's, Nicole, not, Carcero. Ashley's not incorrect in her thinking because a lot of people believe that non-binary falls under the trans spectrum but it doesn't right it, it can it doesn't necessarily you know what i let that for whoever the fuck is by being identified like scientifically biologically i understand where that comes from because if you have cisgendered scientifically and then you have transgender anything that's not cisgendered would necessarily fall under, under transgender trans, uh-huh. but for where i am i believe cisgender is right here trans is right here and on that spectrum i believe i'm right in the middle between the two which is why i still go by she and they them is, is applicable as well Got but it. i would never tell somebody that's non-binary that they're not trans if that's what they identify as right. and it's very important for that language to be open for them mm. can you tell us more about your book i really want you know our listeners to first of all, buy this book because I feel like this is such an important book to read to all kids. It should be in schools. I think this is so important. I mean, I think I haven't got a chance to read all of it because you just gifted it to me, but I was skimming through it and I was like, oh my God, this is this could change uh, like uh, someone's life in school. And they read that and be like, oh my God, me too. Or how you even, how a child approaches or sees someone and, you know, inevitably in their life who they meet. And- or understands their brother or their sister or their, or whoever, you know? So can you tell us about Charlie's best work yet? Absolutely. And amen, I received that. In Jesus' name we pray. <laughs> um, yeah, so Charlie's best work yet is my newest book, loosely about a fifth grader finding um, empowerment in themselves. Uh, she is not trans or non-binary necessarily, but you can tell from the dialogue she's androgynous and she's kind of like a nigga bitch, like a tomboy, <laughs> trying to figure it out. And I, want, I wanted to make sure the language was just that. For everybody's experience to be included, you know? She's an artist, she's a painter. She's uh, raised by her grandma, which I thought was important, especially living out in uh, California. I've noticed that grandma dynamic and grandparent dynamic is really prevalent out here. Uh, Her grandma empowers her to be herself, to be a painter. Every name in the book is has a fluid name. Every person in the book is of color, except the bully, which is Anglo, of course. Um, <laughs> no, no, his name Anglo. No, no. The, I'm just oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. The bully's name is Ronnie, but he's oh. Anglo. Oh, okay, got it, got it, got I it. literally thought you named the bully Anglo. I should have <laughs> shit. <laughs> I would have been should have consulted with you guys for that. <laughs> Listen, I think this was a great name. <laughs> yes. But no, just following her path, her journey, you know, so to speak, and her best friend, her newfound best friend, which is also a nigga bitch, who also is really just me. Devin is me. That's my <laughs> Starbucks name too. So <laughs> Devin gives her empowerment and shows her Grace Jones and she's like, Who the fuck is this? Grace Jones mm. and she's like showing how Grace Jones is the shit and like doesn't fit any construct and is amazing and she's like inspired and now she's inspired to create this great you know masterpiece and then i don't want to spoil the end but yeah it's really cool that's amazing that's amazing where can our listeners find this amazing book you can find it at barnesandnoble.com amazon.com target.com when does it come out 
it's out rawislove.com that's my website rawislove.com you can pop it from there that's so cool that's so amazing and we're gonna put the details in the description of this episode so you can find the link there easily and get your copy soon thank you Oh, yeah. So the book really transcribes for all ages. It'd be a perfect book for you to read to your daughters, for them to read to you, or even as an adult. The vocabulary is pretty extensive, but I did put a word bank in the back of the book to um, please give you... Because, I mean, most kids probably never seen the word androgynous before, right, you right. know? But then just kind of like, like introducing the language as regular language as it should be because this is happening every single day mm-hmm. and we see how limiting like when our language is limited how much how limited the conversation is yeah because you almost find you don't know you don't even want to have it because you just are like i don't even know how to have the conversation let, let me just not have it and so then it just eliminates the opportunity to learn and to connect and i think it's just so important that we do have the language and that you know we try our best to especially we have six-year-olds like our daughters are six and it's such a tender age because they're so open right now. They really still, they don't really have a lot of preconceived notions about people. I mean, I think obviously they do in some capacity understand gender or whatever society has, you know, his schooling has taught them. I mean, I've had conversations with Irie where at this point she's not, she understands. But just remember we went to that, we went to we were like a farmer's market and there was a, a guy and he had a dress on. Oh, yeah. Then Luna was like, why is, yeah, it's like, why is he wearing a dress? And I was like, why are you wearing what you have on? Because he wants to. And he can do whatever he wants. And she was so confused. <laughs> but, but it's crazy, like, even having parents like us, you know, like, who are... Also, one time she was playing with Barbies, and I was, like, walking by, and she only had two girl Barbies. And she was like, Mom, I'm like, what? She's like, can two girls get married? I'm like, yeah, you can do whatever you want. She's like, oh, okay. And just kept playing Barbies. Yeah, yeah. And I think like something else came up more recently and it came up like on TV or something. And I was like, I used to have a girlfriend. And she's like, looked at me. And I'm like, yeah, I did. And I just kept it moving. You know what I mean? But like, it's crazy how is as open, as transparent as we are. And we like take every opportunity to it, like show our kids love and acceptance because that's all that matters. It's like, the media and outside influences like the the gen the binary like hetero fucking normative shit is so deeply inserted into every fucking thing you don't even realize it until you have kids who are like boys don't wear makeup i'm like who the fuck says so yeah, i want pink pink pink, pink yeah pink, i'm like pink where are you getting girl? this shit from i didn't i didn't teach you this shit <laughs> but it's just like disney all these things are so deeply ingrained in us and it's like we have the opportunity to change it and we have the opportunity to change you know like have that's i always say like having a kid is having the opportunity to have one less asshole in the world and i'm so happy for that you know opportunity just like one more loving human being that you could be like everybody could do whatever the fuck they want as long as they're staying in their lane and respecting each other super fucking simple facts the sh- i think the shift of consciousness when you have a child like when when dads have like girls or when moms have boys or, or vice versa moms have daughters and dads have sons it's like if something doesn't shift in your mind with the bitch assness that you cannot presume or you know contribute to anymore yeah you cannot you can't it's you just might be a sociopath if it doesn't shift which i'll never like i'll never understand like a racist mother i'm like bitch if you birth the, something out of your pussy out of your body you better love every motherfucking living creature right. like prejudice i don't understand discrimination when you have i was at my son's school and a little girl was like running across like the parking lot um and i jumped out my car and like tried to like grab a little girl i'm like, like what if she were to get what happened to like us being a community and a tribe like isn't that normal like i'm a mom i'm i see a i save kid. any living thing yeah. right and but it, like the way she looked at me probably was, like a little nigga bitch about to steal my kid or something <laughs> like, your kid's about to get run the fuck over <laughs> like, okay, she can't you know she can't have babies so right <laughs> she's gonna go steal mine because <laughs> when i take my kid to school they're like um are you guys checking in i was like bitch i'm an adult damon like god damn <laughs> are you guys checking in <laughs> but no it's it, you're right though when we have kids things should change shift and if they don't, you have to take a real deep fucking crazy look at yourself because, bitch, yeah. you're crazy. You're crazy. Well, one thing doesn't change, and that thing is being a hoe. <laughs> no matter who you fuck. <laughs> and, you know, it is still slut ever June. June. <laughs> so say this again? Slut, slut ever June. June. Slut 
Ever. Slut ever. Whatever, slut ever, slut ever, whatever, whatever slut ever you want to do. Is this like coming, is this like an intersection with LGBTQIA no, month? No, or no, it just no. happened to be ironic it's that just, it was just the same around the same time? Just yeah, ironic. no, it was just ironic. Actually, we just, you know, our last month we were, um, it was Masturbation May. We were focused on masturbation. I, I, I read, I heard that. Yeah, and we were doing like the dick talks thing. We're, just, you know, abstaining from, you know, penetrative sex. Or and sex. then, or sex in general. And then, what? Oral sex? Or sex. Okay. Or sex. Yeah, penetrative. Or, what about penetrative sex? Yeah, that's not really gender fluid or that's very I don't think you're supposed to say that okay. what what's well, wrong well teach me well I'm saying for you it was you abstain for penetrative sex but for someone who's pussy well, bumping they're not well there was a lesbian in, in oh yeah yeah we so love penetrative sex in my household yeah like they still get penetrated actually not all I think it's a construct I think a lot of like you said earlier about a lot of masculine identified women that are out here you know sucking on and doing the whole the hetero thing a lot of masculine identified women also a lot of women like like penetration like well, a yeah. lot of them don't but they won't even admit it out loud but they like it yeah whatever sex or all the sexes okay so that's why this I, month we are like slut ever slut ever ever we're out I of like it this. and now we're slutting <laughs> whatever oh, that means what does too. that mean for you guys a slut we're just gonna be intentional about where we put our pussies you know if i put my pussy on you hopefully it's enjoyable i haven't done it intentionally and if it's you and you and you and you lucky you and you and you and if it's just me lucky me and it's whatever the fuck i want to do and no one can tell me about it you know it's whatever it's whatever it's whatever that's valid you're valid as fuck <laughs> <laughs> but you know we have a show we have a, a segment. segment yeah we have a segment on our show called Horries, where mm. we ask our guests to share a hotel and i was wondering if you would so graciously share one with us oh my god i have so many ho stories in my <laughs> fucking bag of tricks i was such a whore in, in detroit michigan anybody that knows me knows i was a fucking whore <laughs> um, yeah i was this little cute little nigga bitch on the scene had little braids and shit little beads on them double lineup shit wow. oh my god the double lineup i'm surprised you got edges okay that's a miracle honestly you let that shit go um <laughs> have a running on joke with ashley real quick uh i was like Stop dating these bitch with lineups. It was twenty twenty one. I'm not dating bitch with lineups or red boxers. No more. Um, red boxers. Don't don't come for Ashley. You know she got a boot. I'm pretty sure that boot got a lineup. No, no, they don't. Okay, good. They don't because I would just make. Let it me up. stop. Right. <laughs> I, when I called Ashley in the morning for your number, she was in the bed with her nigga bitch, and because she's inappropriate with me all the time, I was like, let me meet your friend. And I showed her my titties. I was like, hi, it's Titty Tuesday. I'm Jamila. She was like, oh, okay. And like, anyway, let me speak to Ashley. This sounds so accurate. Like, yeah. accurate. I'm like, do you want to FaceTime me later? She's like, no, we're just fucking. <laughs> okay, Ash. No. I love how open she is. Um, Whole story. Uh, 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 Whole stories. I was 16 years old, and I drove from Grand Rapids, Michigan, Detroit, in the rain for this fucking turn-up party that I was supposed to be popping and i get down there and i mind you we have we don't have phones then so i had yeah, yeah google map, map quest, quest. Map map quest. quest. You map print you gotta write it down or you gotta print it or you gotta write it down and oh, I print it don't down. miswrite some shit right. make a long left, long turn right on the lodge <laughs> I, I ended up there at the party somehow with the map quest at night and it was this this female that i liked that i wanted to fuck right I was gonna smash. She had a whole fucking girlfriend, a whole big nigga bitch. Now, when you a little nigga bitch, and it's like a big nigga bitch, like everything just kind of shrinks up because you just like can't really compete. This nigga tall, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so like I'm cute, but this nigga like play basketball like overseas. <laughs> so she still wanted to smash too. So she was like, "We're gonna go and we're gonna leave real quick." And I'm like, "Okay." So I get in her car. She took me to like an abandoned house, oh. like on the lodge, my nigga, like. <laughs> Like her dad does real estate and was like oh. trying to like sell them or some shit. And he had no lights. The bed was had like that fucking crinkly shit over like old people's beds and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I fucked, but at the end of the day, like also I didn't even like realize what her body or anything about her looked like was all offline. So I was excited. I thought she was really cute, you know. But like she, yeah, her, yeah, her body was like she catfished you. Mm-hmm. She catfished you. Is she catfished what? you? Kind of. I mean, her face was cute, but like, you know, being with a lesbian is really intimate. It's not like a guy you could just like smash and keep a guy keep pants on and just keep it going, whatever. Got a big dick, good stroke, it's cool. Like, girls, we're like loving and like, you know, touching on everything, intimate. And I'm, I was touching on her and she had a lot of stuff going on. She, (laughs) she, her 
body was just really bad. It was just really, <laughs> really bad. It was very unfortunate. It felt like like a really large like, and I hate this because it's <laughs> fucked up. But it was like a inflated like trash bag. Oh, like, oh my like, god! It was so many like folds and flaps, and she only had like one kid, so there was not a really a reason. And you couldn't see. You're just feeling your way through it. And it was like fold after fold after fold after fold, and it was just like a lot of skin and like a lot. I was like, damn bitch, you're fat, low key. <laughs> like you low key got like seventy pounds of skin right you here. You have no. You use no fucking none of the good. You terms. can't fat shame. Well, she was fat. <laughs> And I didn't know. Okay, so, so she you just tricked. cut off guard. She tricked you. She tricked me. Okay, so this is a horror story because not only did she trick you, but she fucked you in, in an, an abandoned, abandoned house on plastic. And then left me and went back to her <laughs> basketball playing nigga bitch. And I'm, I drove two and a half hours for this terrible experience. Did you go back to the party or you just went home after that? I don't remember. Oh, damn. <laughs> I think I ended up <laughs> She also different... might have drugged you. Right, and I ended up on the fucking in the hood uh, in Detroit. But that was very like careless of me. Welcome to teenage years of sex. We were just having this conversation how teenagers just have sex in weird places, like, you know, publicly in public group, bathroom group and public bathrooms amongst like, yeah, like group sex with like all your friends in one room. Yeah. But like, but it's because it's not because it's an orgy. It's because you don't you have, have anywhere money. to go. Like, you we're no all going to do it in one room because this is the only room we know no one's going to come into. Oh. Oh, thank God we're adults and we can fuck freely. Amen. <laughs> Slut ever. Slut ever. Slut ever. Well, tell the people where they can find you. People, you can find me on Highland. And, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> ironic. Uh, I-R-A-W-N-I-Q. Raw. Raw is love. You can go on there and find all my... All my all, my all videos, your things. All my, all my cool little things that I do. Um, cool things that I'm doing right now. I actually, um, we just wrapped up a short animated film. I'm um, across from um, some really cool humans, uh, Ginger Spice, Pee Wee Herman. What? It's a really cool animated short. I th- we're, we're working at J.B. Gooman Jr. I can't say we. This, he's the mastermind behind all of this. Just brought me on. I'm the voice of uh, the octopus, and they're like gender fluid. And it's a really cool coming of age cartoon. Really cool. Yeah, of oh, trans fish. It's ginger. Really cool. Trans fish? A trans fish. Ginger Spice? What the yeah, fuck? Yeah, Ginger Spice, Tatum O'Neill, um, Pee Wee Herman, me. Yeah, uh, uh, The Crown with, Without Its Shadow. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. That's amazing. amazing. So I hope that goes to like, someplace big. It's going JB to. is really, really talented. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, the book. And just working on creating cool stuff. That's all I want to do is keep on having this conversation, create ways to have this conversation where people are going to be more open to it and educate people in a loving way. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for coming on. So and short notice. Yes. And you guys, make sure you go go get Ra's book. This book is so important. Um, and you know where to find us. That's goodmoms underscore bad choices on Instagram. Um, if you guys have Twitter, you can follow us on Twitter at goodmom underscore bad girl. Make sure you join our Patreon. Uh, we are. You can watch this episode on Patreon, and you can also just get access to our close friends on Instagram, which is kind of popping these days. Close friends is popping. Y'all think you'll see in the stories on Instagram, but there's a whole other secret hidden situation happening in the close friends. You missed it. At, you know this. You missed out yesterday. I was on our you, close friends. Did you post it on the post? I didn't post anything. Jamila posted something and I was like, oh shit, is this OnlyFans? You showing titties? I'm showing my I'm sitting on somebody's face. <laughs> and I'm getting dommed in dommed in the DMs. I'm getting dommed in the <laughs> Dommed in the close friends. Dommed in the close friends. Um, I didn't think it was that explicit until Erica was like, bitch. I was like, oh, I guess it is a little <laughs> Only anyway, you can join our close friends in our babysitter tier on Patreon. So that go to patreon.com backslash goodmomsbadchoices. We're going to leave all this information in the episode And make sure to rate and review us. God damn it. We need the rates. We need the reviews. If you listen every week for free, that's the least you can do. Thanks. I'm pissed. There's a lot of white mom shows that are really boring that have thousands of reviews. Thousands, I tell you. And we have thousands of you guys listening. What the fuck? Just fucking review it. Jesus. Love me. Love us. Thank you. Um, have a great week, guys. Bye. la noche, solo puedo recordar la luz en la calle de las estrellas, como bailamos en la gran ciudad.